Our sponsor for the podcast, Ahrefs, has an awesome set of tools that have become an industry standard for just about every SEO out there. For instance, if you're not getting any real significant search traffic, Ahrefs has tools that can help you find topics worth creating pages or content on. You can easily see the estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their keyword explorer tool, and that can help you create content that would drive more search traffic. Our sponsor for the show is Optio, who makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic and creative work. Whether you work at an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio, Optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier. To learn more and get a six-week free trial of Optio, go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. I'm your host, Brent Satoris, and today we are joined by Mark Traphagen, VP of Product Marketing and Training at SEO Clarity, and we're going to be talking about how SEOs need to be thinking differently about ranking these days and in the days to come. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Mark, great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Brent, wonderful to be with you as always. I was looking forward to this, uh, not only for the information we're going to be able to share with your audience, but uh, just to chat with you again, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, there's we, we, me and you go way back, right? We've been chatting and sharing beers and having, you know, really interesting conversations, whether it's about futurism, about SEO, or about personal life for many, many years. And it's been uh, a real privilege to have you as a friend. I mean, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people might know that I'm kind of social, but there's very few people that I really, really connect with, right? And I feel like are really close friends. And I feel like me and you have that bond. So it's always fun to chat with you. It's always fun to hear your expertise, but it's also fun to just know that, you know, you're my friend and we can, we can chat and have a good time. So I'm really excited to have you on. Wonderful. Totally mutual, of course. So, Let's talk a little bit about SEO, right? So SEO, um, you know, really, you know, has been changing a lot for years. And especially right now, we're dealing with, you know, obviously a global pandemic. People are working from home. People are dealing with, you know, uh, evolving how they kind of work their day out with their kids or with limited resources. You can't order things on the Internet and get them as fast as you'd like anymore. There's a lot of things happening. But even before this pandemic um, you know, SEOs really, you know, needed, you know, to, to start thinking about SEO in general differently. We've seen the transition to mobile. We've seen the transition into like really hardcore technical SEO. Um, we've seen, you know, really user experience start to dominate kind of like the direction of our strategies. So we've been kind of changing for a while now, but I wanted to start out with asking you a little bit about what is happening with the change in the evolution of search today versus 10 years ago. I mean, is it happening at the same speed? Um, is it getting harder now for people to keep up? Like when it comes to this whole changing thing, do people need to be worried and start buckling down more or is this just more of the same? Well, I think, you know, it seems like a lot of us that are in the search marketing industry certainly feel like it's accelerated. And we all know that that could be a, a trick of our minds. You know, it always seems like there's more happening in the present than there ever was in the past. Um, for all of us, but even in our lives. 
but at uh, SEO Clarity, we actually track those things. Uh, we take uh, literally hundreds of thousands of screenshots, for example, of the search of, of our uh, clients' actual search results every day. And so we have you know years of, of tracking data on that, that we watch it, how the, the SERP changes. And you know what we've seen is that in the last two to three years, it's definitely been changing at a pace uh, that is exponentially higher than in all the years of search history before that. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're actually seeing those changes. We have the data and we can, we can track those. And then you ask, like, you know, why, why is that or how is that happening? And I, I think a lot of that may have to do with just the advances in automation, and particularly in machine learning and talk about artificial intelligence that uh, Google and other search engines are employing. You know, it wasn't, all that many years ago that most of this was kind of hand done. You know, if you wanted to change something, you know, uh, this we weren't back in the slide roll days, but, but, you know, engineers had to figure it out and program it and that sort of code it and that sort of thing. And now, you know, a lot of that is being done at a much faster pace uh, by using things like machine learning to uh, Google can be more agile and uh, change things constantly and test new things and adjust. And so, you know, the, the SERPs are changing almost daily. But, I mean, if you look at that and you think about that, like traditionally a lot of the changes in the past were, you know, relatively easy for us to accomplish, right? It's like, oh, I need more links. Okay, I go get more links. Oh, I need to, you know, put a little diversity into my, you know, word usage so I can get my LSI, you know, you know elements, you know, to kind of really um, work out, you know, from a keyword density or a keyword usage standpoint. Or I need to put a little bit more content on my blog. And now it seems like I need to, you know, structure schema. I need to do dynamic rendering. I need to, you know, the, 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 the issues that people are seeing seem kind of problematic. And on top of that... If things are changing so fast, do we really even need to keep up with the changes? Do we do how do we how do we adjust and how do we really focus on even keeping up with it? Do we need to watch all these changes? Isn't Google just kind of doing this for us anyway? And do we have time to implement things before there's just another change that happens in another month that kind of renders our work useless? Yeah, I think that's a great point, Brett, and it's why. You know, I'm a big advocate of, I think, one of the, the biggest changes in attitude that I see the most successful SEOs having is to, uh, to resist the temptation to get pulled by every little change that happens. Uh, you know, like every update, uh, every reconfiguring of the, the search results page, uh, every new uh, uh, search readers guideline that comes out. I mean, you want to keep up with those things and they're interesting to know about and, and when analyze them. But I think we're seeing rendering at a time, we've been in a time for a while now, when you know the smartest SEOs are realizing that uh, the most value for their companies or their clients comes from keeping a big picture in mind and keeping, you know, keeping going back to the fundamentals, uh, improving the, the technical uh, situation of your site. Uh, always improving your content situation, uh, always making everything from you know, user interface, user experience to uh, what the content's about, to navigation, to everything, all these things uh, with the user in mind because the big picture is you know, what Google is, is moving toward and pushing toward and getting better and better at year by year is 
matching that user experience, matching what the, you know, the ideal Google user is actually trying to get to and to use. So, you know, I'm not saying ignore the small things, or uh, but don't get carried by the, the moment by moment trends. Well, it's it's You're, really funny because if you think about it, like there was a period for many years where I mean, a lot of us got nervous about you know the future of SEO. You had a lot of people saying SEO is dead, and then you had people saying, well, SEO is really becoming something else, and we're not necessarily SEOs, but we're like, you know, people, you know, almost like project managers or, or strategy strategists who kind of guide people more into like digital success instead of just one element, right? So we've kind of like looked at that, but the more you start to see the evolution of search right now, the more you start to see a need for people to have the knowledge to be able to, to determine that, right? Like you said, you know, really savvy SEOs are, are extremely essential right now, wouldn't you say, considering the fact that, you know, you have to be able to determine which one of these you know, bright and shiny objects is worth chasing. That's really well put. And I think it's more essential than ever. Uh, and the area of expertise has changed. Like, as you put it earlier, you know, back back in the good old days, or the old days at least, uh, <laughs> you know, you could be an SEO if you knew how to link build, uh, you knew, you know, enough like to make some, uh, make sure that your site was easily crawlable, uh, and you had a little bit of understanding of the importance of content, things like that. But now uh, it's become much more an area of needed expertise, which is great for the for our industry, for our careers, uh, those that are willing to invest the time in becoming true experts at that. We now have to be uh, real decision makers, marketing decision makers, uh, where we're looking at, as you said, you know, the most important thing is like, what's the priority? Where do I spend my time? And right now. While we're recording this, of course, we're in the middle of the uh, of the pandemic experience, and I think that's coming home more than ever. Uh, but one of the things that a crisis does is it gets you hyper focused on what really matters. What do we need to get down to? So, having the data uh, is so important, and I think you know more and more SEOs are realizing like I need to not only have access to the best possible data, but have the experience and the wisdom uh, and the, you know what you gain from other people to know what's the important data, what should I be looking at first, and what does it mean, and then secondarily, communicating that to the rest of my organization or my clients, depending on your situation, so to help them understand how we can work together to make the improvements that are going to matter. Well, you make a really good point there as far as communicating and being able to kind of determine those those areas to focus on and so forth. And, you know, you being somebody who's well known for, you know, researching and really being critical and really being kind of, you know, open and, and fair. Like one of the things that I've always loved about our friendship is um, not many people will call call you out you know, when you're wrong as a friend, right? They'll kind of ignore it. I've come out and made statements like, oh, gluten's bad. And you'll be like, where's the data to prove that? Remember, I don't know if you remember that conversation, but I spent like three days trying to find the article to prove you wrong. And then I went, oh shit, you know, damn it. You know, I got, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I need to, you know, I learn and I adjust, but I think we've had a lot of you know, interactions like that. And I think that people who know you know that you're somebody who's about substance, right? So knowing that and having you here, having you on the show, let's talk about some of the changes. Let's talk about giving maybe some listeners a sense of what are these things that have changed in the, in the thinking? Because I think a lot of SEOs today 
are told about the good old days, about the old days, right? And I think that they build a, a premise on how to do marketing from the past when really there's been multiple resets that have occurred. And, and mobile first and social was a huge reset from from the first 15 years of the internet going forward. And there's still people that can't accept that reset, can't accept that kind of concept. So, you know, going forward and kind of letting go of that kind of learning that people have of the good old days, what are some of the things that are really evolving? I mean, we've talked about this and you've kind of shared with me some of your thoughts. And one of them was ranking reports, right? And mm-hmm. I've been harping on analytics. I'm like, look, analytics out of the box is almost useful. It's almost dangerous to m- many companies because it gives them a false sense of data. It gives them a false sense of, you know, um, knowing where things happen. I have an example that I use a lot of a company that was local based and they were losing SEO traffic, but they were gaining SEO traffic in their state. Right, because as we're evolving, we're we're you know Google's getting better at not showing their website to somebody in Germany, you know, yeah. um, and that being something that the data at the base level was saying was a failure. We're losing our SEO visibility. No, you're not. You're you're actually improving it. You're just not looking at the right report and you're not looking at it in the right way. So w- what you know from an, a rankings report element, you you sometimes will say ranking reports are dead, right? Or um, or deadly to your SEO decision making. Like, can you evolve on that? Can you kind of, you know, share with everybody your logic behind that? Yeah. Uh, first of all, you know, I do not want to go on record as saying is ranking reports are dead. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like that's, that's the new SEO is dead, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> ranking true. reports are still valuable for for what they are, but I think what we're seeing is that if you rely on what I would call a traditional ranking report alone you can get a very misleading picture. And sure. this ties in very well to what we were talking about a moment ago about, you know, it's not just having data it, and then the next extension is having the right data, but also knowing how to look at it. Like where do you slice the pie? Where where do you need to go? And what might be missing from that data? And I think the big story with what I'm calling a traditional ranking report, which defining as focused on the, you know, the traditional 10 blue link. Well, you know, we can't yeah. go by 10 anymore, but, you know, the, the traditional web links, uh, blue links the, the simple links to your website on the Google search result page, um, no longer reflects the reality of what happens in a great many search queries. Uh, so, you know, for the most obvious example that we're seeing is the growing number of features, search features. Mm-hmm. So all the things that can appear on a search result page or even in within those traditional web uh, links that uh, are not just that, you know, good old fashioned link, you know, blue link with a two or three line description underneath it. So uh, one of the one of the cool stats we like to throw around at SEO Clarity because we, we did a study on this. In fact, we looked at uh, something like my notes. It was like over three million keywords. And we found 810 different search features in those 3 million keywords uh, as, as they came up on the SERP page. And I'm talking there, that's an astounding number when you think about it. But that's clearly a lot of little things that you know might be just something within um, an individual meta description or SERP itself, you know, a little like the star ratings or uh, different ways of portraying things. Something, you know, we've been seeing examples like now where they'll, they'll show you that this is this result goes to page one of 15, tiny little things like that. Some of them that only show up in very particular queries, 810 different ones. 
Now, in truth, there's 161 of those that show up in more than 0.2% of the query. So all the rest of that, 810, are less than 0.2%. But the point is that there is a huge number of features on the page, and many of those are taking up space. And that space is important uh, when you are thinking about your, your true rankings. Uh, we, we're talking more and more at SEO Clarity in terms of, of visibility, not ranking. Like, what is your visibility on the page? Where is that sort of happening or that result actually happening? And are you, know, you might be at number one these days in a traditional organic ranking, and your ranking report shows you in first position. You say, we won, victory, we're number one. And you may be so far down the page that almost nobody sees that result. Yeah, and I think one of the really thing, uh, big points that I don't think people have really – you know, carried forward is the fact that we used to always really live on this top 30, right? Oh, the top 30. Nobody's going to the second page. I mean, you know, not really. I mean, some people are, but statistically speaking, that has dropped down so significantly because of the fact that you don't have as many false positives. You don't have as many bad results. You know, people are doing a pretty decent job and, and you, you see that your top 10 pretty much encompasses what you want anyway. Um, you know, obviously there's outliers, but I think that, you know, that does change, you know, kind of like the whole ranking, you know, view set. And I, I, I agree with you, but it, it, how do you, would you look at that still as saying it's still ranking? It's just, it needs to be, you know, like you said, kind of viewed as a, a share of visibility, like, you know, where are you at on the page? And, and is there, is there a tool or a way to kind of do that today or do you just literally have to go i mean you said you have a tool at your company where you're like taking multiple pictures you know hundreds a day so you're able to see every single variance and you probably have a way to determine those variances um to just kind of get a bigger picture of what's going on right but for you know anybody else other doesn't have an in-house tool is there somebody who's doing that right now is there a way of seeing your visibility well i I, I know you're giving me a tremendous lead in here. <laughs> uh, oh no, like Brett, I did not pitch Brett. I did not. Pitch Brett. <laughs> this is he's throwing me a huge softball. Um, but because yes, we are at SEO Clarity uh, on the verge of releasing something that's I think is going to be very exciting for the industry. But you know, we're, I want to be fair and say we're not alone in looking at solutions to this. Um, several other the the ranking tools that are out there uh, have been, uh, you know. Uh, putting out something in the last number of months to try to address this. Uh, most of them are, are at this point fairly kind of rudimentary, like we see examples of where they'll show you is your result um, above or below the first fold. Mm -hmm. um, that's the most common one. So several tools have that capability now. And that's all it tells you, you know, but at least gives you that visibility like, okay, you know, hey, we're number one or we're number three here, but we're below the first fold. So that means we've got to take an extra step here and maybe actually go to the SERP and look at it and say, you know, what, what is that doing? Number but, um, one, AF or BF, right? Do the AD, BC, <laughs> AF or BF, above fold, below fold. Right, right. Yeah, kind of like, like, uh, like the old uh, BC and AD. Right, right yeah. Um, so, you know, now um, what we're seeing is that uh, we've been trying to, you know, rethink entirely how we measure the SERPs. Uh, you know, what we're about to introduce is a total rethinking of that. Um, one of the motivations behind that, and, you know, talking with clients and most of our product innovations at SEO Clarity, almost all of them come from our clients. Uh, you know, the real working 
down in the dirt SEOs at, at major enterprise companies around the globe who tell us like, this is what I'm seeing, or this is what I really need, or this is what would be useful to me. So we're talking about like, one of the things we, we found and we were inspired to go study, because then we see like the traditional um, model of, uh, of the rankings and the value of a ranking is based on CTR data that's now totally and almost hopelessly outdated, uh, you know, because it's like, you know, it's based on old studies that say, you know, if you're in position one, your likely CTR is so much percent of the all the clicks on page one. Position two goes down a little, well, position three a little bit lower than that. But that is just out the window now because, again, there can be a huge number of things on the page that, that the user has to scroll through before they even get to that first, second, third result. So the CTR is going to be you know, lower. The CTR is just all over the map. We're, what we've been seeing over the last couple of years is a decreasing correlation between ranking position, traditional ranking position, one, two, three, four, five, and traffic to the site. We used to be able to correlate that pretty well. It's sure. getting so. Those are the things that inspired us to go beyond that. So, well, I mean, like, do you see like essentially that we're going to get away from? I mean, we should. It sounds like we should really evolve away from this concept of ranking and really embrace the concept of how's your visibility in search exactly exactly and that's that's where we're going we've been testing this uh, with beta clients uh, for some time we've been working on this for two years and what we saw out there you know again we appreciate that people have been trying to make answers this like the, the two the other one i mentioned you know above the fold below the fold the other one we see uh, from at least one other tool is uh, just simply ranking the uh, or telling excuse me telling you how many pixels down your result okay. is, yeah. and that's you know that's a little bit more useful. What we're going beyond is we wanted to have a whole new metric that would be used in the way that would re- actually be uh, a pl- plug it right in replacement for the old traditional share of voice. You know that, that's what a lot of search marketers have um, relied on before. Wanted as a metric that they'll look at is you know what's our share of voice in the SERP. But that's become outdated because of these factors we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about share of visibility, we wanted to come up with a um, with a, a metric that would be like a one metric, capital zero, capital O, sorry, um, that you could use to make a more accurate comparison of where you're at versus the competition, and where and also which of your keywords are are truly the most valuable for you. So it would need to be a weighted uh, measure that takes into account not only things like what are all the features above your result in uh, in the SERP, uh, which you have to be able to update on a regular basis because that changes, and how big are those features, how much space do they take up, and then weigh that against other factors uh, such as, you know, good old, uh, uh, you know, uh, <coughs> terms escaping me at the moment but uh you know the, the things that you would normally weigh when you do a weighted SERP a weighted ranking uh against you know measuring those things um the value we mentioned above the fold below the fold so that that would be weighted and all these factors kind of weighted together uh that give a uh a metric that you can make uh, a direct comparison with that's that's what we're 
working on. Our sponsor for the podcast, Ahrefs, has an awesome set of tools that have become an industry standard for just about every SEO out there. For instance, if you're not getting any real significant search traffic, href has tools that can help you find topics worth creating pages or content on. You can easily see the estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their keyword explorer tool, and that can help you create content that would drive more search traffic. Our sponsor for the show is Optio, who makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic and creative work. Whether you work at an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio, Optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier. To learn more and get a six-week free trial of Optio, go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J. Now, now this metric that you're, you're working on specifically, um, this is really still focused around SEO. This is still like what's Google showing though, right? I mean, it's not like, we're not saying like visibility inter- on the internet. We're saying visibility within Google, correct? Right, yeah. And when we talk about share of voice, obviously there's a share of voice in general marketing. That's a term that, that that existed long before SEO. That's a term, you know, just basically like mm. how how vi- how visible are we on the marketplace? How much of the how much of what people are paying attention to do we take up? And that would involve all kinds of media and advertising and everything. But within SEO, we have our own uh, share of voice, which is focused on how uh, how much how much of the the available search traffic for a given query, given keyword. How much of that are we likely getting versus mm-hmm. our competitors? That's been kind of the traditional competitive measurement. So, you know, we're we're looking to shift that to this uh, share of visibility because we think with our weighting factors, it's a much more useful and accurate comparison um, to be able to say, um, you know, weighing in uh, search volume. That was like, God, how could I forget a term like that? <laughs> <laughs> so things like, you know, that's, these are not the things I'm naming are not the only factors, but I'm just naming them as examples that we're adding you, into this. Do you page. know what I think would be really interesting as somebody who's like more holistic, you know, marketing focused? You know, I mean, I have a little bit of you know history in a lot of different areas, but I mean, I, I really like to look kind of holistically at the goal of succeeding, right, with marketing, right, telling a story where people are telling stories and and telling it in a way that influences people, right. Um, and so, uh, you know, it'd be really interesting for me is if there was like a tool that could give you share of visibility across digital and then could evaluate based on industry and conversion metrics and uh, some of these other elements to determine where your focus needs to be more balanced. We do a lot of like SEO reporting, like, oh, you need to focus more on content or you need to focus more on this. Um, we do things with technical, but I would be interested to find out if there was a, a tool or a way to evaluate something and say, look, 80% of conversions in your industry and in your location happen through social. You have, you know, 90%, you know, score in um, search, but you're lacking in these other areas. It would be very interesting to find if there was a metric that you could determine some people don't need, you know, SEO. Like I have a mm-hmm. one uh, person I was working with, just a friend, they're ranking number one locally for their company in their region. 
And so they keep getting hit up. People are like, you need to do SEO. You need to do SEO. And they're like, well, we've ranked number one for everyone in our region already. Like, why would we do search marketing if we're already there? I mean, obviously, you know, they're doing some basic best practices things because they're telling the story to their audience. So they're checking those little current boxes of keeping people happy, but they're not making a concerted effort. So I think it would be really interesting if there was a way to loop in other tools and be able to determine how much of your marketing strategy is succeeding when it comes to share of visibility across the board and in different silos. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that would be a very interesting project. Uh, it's outside of our sure. purview because we're, you know, we're an SEO tool. Company, yeah. But that would take, you know, if somebody wanted to do that someday and aggregate that kind of data, then they need the best contributions, the best input from every different marketing channel. Uh, to have an accurate picture. Sure. So, you know, obviously what we're focusing on is for the SEO out there, uh, the enterprise SEO who needs accurate information, who needs to be able, as we were talking about at the beginning, to be able to make intelligent decisions and uh, and shift quickly with the marketplace and with how, uh, not only how people search and what their intents are, and intents can change over time. We're seeing that dramatically now, again, in this you know pandemic, but just in the last few weeks, you know, search intent has in many, many verticals has shifted radically and it will shift back again as this becomes the new normal for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, for or sure. shift it, shift not necessarily back, but shift to different things. So, but, um, but I think, you know, that what we're saying right now is that uh, not only is that changing user intent and things like that, but Google uh, is changing all the time as we've been talking about and changing what they show in the search. They're constantly running experiments and tests and seeing, you know, and they shift what shows in the SERPs above that. So for the SEO to say like, you know, in traditional ranking, you would say, you know, oh my gosh, we were number one and we've fallen to number five in rank. Uh, that's an emer- you know, for one of our valuable keywords. I'm putting, I'm doing uh, air quotes you can't see here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming that it's valuable. Um, and, you know, looking at that and then saying, but if you don't know, that uh, really for the, the main queries for that keyword result with that keyword that uh, you're so far down the page, it's almost irrelevant. Uh, you know, first place, third place, fifth place is almost irrelevant because there's so much above that that people are clicking on more. So that, that means better decision-making with a tool that can t- show you that uh, because, you know, we, what we want to do in our tool is not only give you that information, like, you know, where, what's our real visibility, but also the ability to quickly see without even having to go to the SERP, what is it that's above us? What, what is crowding out all that space on, on the SERP? And is there maybe an opportunity there um, to say, okay, you know, we, yeah, we're number one in the web results, but, you know, we're down, you know, almost off the first page because of all this stuff that's up there. Is there something, is there a featured snippet up there? People also ask, is there something that we could try to optimize for that you know would jump us up into the part of the page that uh, that the majority of our users are actually seeing and looking at. So it's it's a, it's about having the kind of information that helps you make truly intelligent situations that are linked to the real world situation that we're in now. So with, with regard, I mean, I think I can agree, and I think you obviously can agree, and I think most people would agree that we, this is kind of the focus on on seeing your success when it comes to being an SEO and, and, and being in search marketing. Um, but like in ranking reports, as you mentioned, it's pretty easy to say, 
I moved from one to five. That's something I can go in with a big arrow or I moved, let's say, you know, more excitingly, I moved from five to three and I can go in with an arrow and show that kind of, you know, change. Um, what are some of the ways that you measure share of visibility, like improvements? Is it just flat out like I still moved up? I increased my visibility. What are some of the, the ways of measuring visibility in general? So what we thought was important was to give you kind of both sides of that. Um, the one side of it is the detailed side. So, you know, if you want to look at like, okay, this change, like obviously the, the first thing, first level thing you might see is a ranking change. You said like, we went up from five to three, woohoo. Right. But then you have to evaluate how much difference is that really going to make relative to everything else. And so, you know, the next level is uh, saying, you know, how far how far down the page are we exactly in pixels? Um, are we in the visible part of the page on, on various devices? Uh, even if we're not too far down, are we still in the visible part? What are our what's our chances of ranking up into the visible part uh, through traditional ranking increases? Um, and then you know also as I mentioned earlier, like okay, if there's so many search features on this page that the web links are you know just not worth spending a lot of time on is there some other feature up there that it's possible to optimize for that we could jump up into and you know actually get some value out of this but the bigger you know the bigger thing is having all that so there's the detail side of it like being able to see all those individual things but at the at the high level what we're trying to shift and what we're finding the clients that we beta testing this with are, are getting great value out of is being able to have that one metric that has all the right weightings in it of all those factors that you can say have this one number that you can compare to all your other keywords you can compare to your competitors and say you know this is okay this one really matters um and so we should spend more time on this keyword even though from the traditional ranking report it looks like we should spend more time on the other one that's what we're talking about is shifting to better information that reflects the search world the way it really does, is. Now. Does visibility change like the, what is like with ranking, like when we used to say, okay, well, we need to improve rankings. Um, we would say like, oh, well, that's going to take three to six months. How different is adjusting your, you know, share of visibility? Is that something that, you know, can happen quicker or is it still something that in most cases takes you know, pretty concerted efforts and, and, and quite a bit of work uh, in general. Like, are we, is this going to become easier once we know our share of visibility or is it still going to be pretty hard work? Well, you just gave me the opportunity to give the, the number one SEO answer, which is, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully anytime an SEO says it depends, they can go a little bit further than that and say what it depends on. Uh, yeah, there's still, I want to emphasize, you know, there's still going to be value in a lot of situations for all the traditional things that you've done to increase traditional ranking. Um, and there's your, you know, your, your web results in the SERP, what we officially think of as ranking positions. Um, so, you know, all the things from, you know, link building to improving content to improving technical, your site, all, all the factors that all SEO should know, that's still going to be important. But what, what a visibility share type tool or metric gives you the ability to do is to assess like, where do we, do that because even if you're in a SEO in a large company with tons of a whole team and tons of resources compared to many other SEOs, you still have to prioritize. 
your job is just that much bigger because you're talking about maybe millions or hundreds of millions of pages um, and, and, and keywords and things that you're looking at. So, you know, I think the first advantage that a tool like this, a metric like this gives you is being able to prioritize and say, what do we go after first? And then secondly, you know, more to the point of your question is uh, you talked about the time involved. Yeah, that's not going to change for the for, again, for traditional rankings, it's going to be the same in terms of what it takes to get to improve your ranking and all the factors that we've always known, because there are places where you can get quicker wins and places that it's going to take three or six months to see the real change. Um, what's different here now in this game is, like I said, with those search features, if you've got a query, you got a keyword where you know the, the main queries for it are showing a lot of search features in the first fold, then uh, it's the assessing of like, which of those can we go after? Because you can't go after all of them. But we're, the ones you can go after, we've had plenty of case studies and examples out there where, say, like with a featured snippet, where if you, know, you make the right optimizations and you catch Google's attention, um, it, it can change within hours. Yeah, um, I was just going to so, ask you yeah. that. I was just going to say, are there some of these, like, quote, unquote, low-hanging fruit elements like schema or recipes or you know, yeah. uh, these elements that can boost you up relatively quickly? Yeah, sure. Those kind of things, because Google's getting better at, you know, uh, you know if your site gets a regular crawl and you're managing your crawls and everything like that correctly, then uh, you have a pretty good chance in some of these cases of jumping up rather quickly if you can get into those. So, or, you know, get those showing. Um, and then it's, you know, it's also visibility within the traditional web ranks themselves. We all know that even that's changed. We were talking about that earlier about how it's no longer just a blue link and two or three meta description lines, but there can be all kinds of things that schema can bring in, whether it's FAQ schema or recipe or you know, rating stars, all that sort of stuff. Um, having well-structured pages that result in Google, you know, giving you like there's, you know, we've seen these examples of uh, uh, people also ask type results within uh, an individual web result. You know, where, where a set of questions opens up. This, this is the things that users are most asking that this page answers or this, you know, on, on your site. Those kinds of things that you can optimize for gain you more visibility, gain you more space, and they can all be valuable. And is this something like in your tool that you guys are working on? Is this something that you know you're gonna focus on in the reporting, like quick wins or low hanging fruit? Is there some element of being able to determine that from? reporting or is that something that needs to be individual based uh, decision yeah well what we do and what we always do with our with our clients is uh, we don't just give them throw a metric at them or say oh here's a new report you know look at how bright the colors are on <laughs> that but say uh, you know look at this beautiful pie graph but uh, train them in and that gets a part of big part of my job and I said at the beginning you know my title might seem like an unusual combination and I'm vice president of product marketing and training, but we see training as integral to our marketing effort, um, both in, you know, the, the level of training we do that, that wins us new clients and also, you know, gives us such a great retention record with our existing enterprise clients. And so we, you know, we create uh, workflows and training and say like, here's what this metric means. Here's how it's valuable. Here's how to filter in the right ways that gets you those, the answer to the question that you just asked, which is, you know, what really matters? What's my priority? And being able to, you know, one of the things that, this goes back to my days with Eric Enga at, at Stone Temple. One of the <laughs> <Jeez>. great... <laughs> Ages. <laughs> a little tear in the side of the eye here. 
one of the things that made Stone Temple such a powerhouse agency was for it was like Eric's focus on making the SEO uh, at our clients successful. That was always the first thing that he thought about. And it's the first thing that we think about at SEO Clarity. It's not just providing the best tool and the best data and the best metrics, but also, or even more importantly, how can we partner? How can we come alongside you to make you more successful? Because at the end of the day, the people that we spend the most time with are the down-in-the-dirt SEOs at these organizations. And they're thinking about their career. They're wanting to advance. They're wanting to get more visibility for SEO within their organization. And any way that we can help them do that. So we feel like this new metric and the reports that come along with it are going to help them in that way. That They're going to be able to give to the higher-ups a, a sure. better picture and get more insights for, for marketing that they can share throughout their organization that, yeah. that, that will be helpful. And, and I mean, it sounds, it sounds incredible. I'm really interested to hear more. I'm sure everyone who's listening is also going to want to hear a lot more. How can people find you, Mark? Uh, you know, where can they follow you? And, and also where can they hear about updates about your tool that's coming out? Hopefully relatively soon. <laughs> um, well, you know, our, our company uh, Twitter is at SEO Clarity, uh, the name of our name, and obviously, you know, things will be announced there. Uh, but, you know, I'm uh, being in the position that I am. Uh, I'm announcing things and keeping things up, updated about the company and new releases that we have all the time. So you can find me uh, anywhere on social media uh, by my name. So I'm at Mark Trapagan, T-R-A-P-H-A-G-E-N, uh, on Twitter and uh, under my name on LinkedIn. Um, you know, those are the places where you know we'll be we'll be updating people. Uh, if they want to follow, you know, on our site we have a, a blog under our resources section uh, that we keep well updated and uh, lots of great information for SEOs in general. Lots of helpful information, but also you know new information about releases and things that we're changing to our our product and how to use it. So all that's there. Beautiful, Mark. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. It's it's a great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for spending the time. Thanks for sharing your information. And uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Brent. I really, really enjoyed it. Cheers. Hey there, I'm not Prince of Taurus. I'm not Danny Goodwin. And I'm not Lauren Baker. That's Greg Finn and Jess Budd, and I'm Christine Zernhaus. If you listen to the Search Engine Journal show, we think you'll love our critically acclaimed SEJ network podcast, Marketing O'Clock. Join us every week as we report the latest SEO, PPC, and social media marketing news. This is a show for real-life marketers who want to do great work. And because we're IRL marketers too, we know you're talking about attribution, schema, and CPCs all day long. So we keep it light with plenty of spicy hot takes, puns and rants. Plus, we talk about what's working hard and what's hardly working in our accounts and share what news stories have us saying WTH every week. So if you're ready to become a better marketer, subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and listen to new episodes fresh for you each and every Friday morning. Only on the SEJ Network.